Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sissoko finally waited. Ericsson low. Great ball into the middle. What a save by Heaton. Tonight's Davison Sanchez. Lucas Mora. And belted into the net. Brilliant goal. On debut, Tunge Ondombele has scored the equaliser for Spurs. Lucas Mora clips it. Oh, great goal! Stephen Bergwijn has arrived in North London! That is absolutely incredible on debut! Aurier! What a finish for 3-2 from Serge Aurier! Kane, good area for Spurs, and Kane's not afraid to shoot! Wow, what a goal, Harry Kane! That is exceptional! Try and place it, wonderfully taken by Eric Lamella. Never afraid to take on a shot, and with good reason. Terry in the Burnley back line, Minson breaks forward. Oh wow, what a run! Here Minson, from inside his own half, has scored one of the best goals of his Spurs career! Yo people, welcome back to another episode of the New Spurs Order podcast. I'm on hosting duties this week, it's Tapping Tobes. Um, Long-awaited return, I would say. Um, <laughs> I've not been around for a couple of weeks. Uh, <laughs> I've been living my best life in Kenya, but unfortunately, I'm back. I'm with my two biggest. I'm, I'm with my two biggest ops. I'm with my two biggest. Ops. Yeah, and that guy who that guy who interrupted me. Uh, you lot know his voice now, Scott Hall. Yao, what are you saying, brother? Hey, piss off. <laughs> Tell us who you went to freaking anyway. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, while you were gone there, yeah, I'm not going to lie to you, there's a small resurgence, you know. Fans were happy. Um, I've heard that we've lost numbers now that you've come back. Uh, I, I, listen, I, I'm happy for you to return. But you have to you have to explain yourself to the fans because, you know, you've... You got a lot of your favourites have let you down this year, bro. So, you got a lot of your 
Oh, trust me. We're, we're, we're gonna get into that because, bro, what I tell you, they've been they've they've been an absolute abomination. And that guy you heard cackling after uh, uh, Scott Hall was Booker T tops. The wig man, GQ top, what are you saying, bro? <laughs> I'm here, man. I'm here, man. I'm just I'm 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 just happy to see y'all continue to crash it on your favorites. And I'm gonna I'm gonna continue the good fight for those for those guys. Every single one of them. Don't you worry, brother. <laughs> Listen, people, uh, for those for those tuning in, listening, watching, um, make sure you continue to support um us on socials as well it's new spurs or the one word on instagram and on twitter and of course make sure you're following and you're locked into the main um touchline uh main touchline fracker social accounts as well so touchline fracker one word on twitter and on ig as well but listen we're not talking about touchline today we're talking about spurs and in the land of Spurs, um, our most recent result was a 2-1 win against Brighton. Now, I can't remember the predicted scores from the last pod that you guys did when um, when you were previewing this game. I can't remember, but we won 2-1. And I guess I'll start with you, Yao. <sighs> Ugly performance, but did you expect that Spurs were going to get the three points? I've expected Spurs to lose every game since January. I, I don't understand. <laughs> wait, wait, this ain't even me lying. Yeah, I've said it on every pod. I've said every result is going to be a defeat. Yeah, so um, I didn't even watch the full game. I had to go back and I think I caught like a 30 minute highlight on Sky Sports. Mm. Listen, even in 30 minutes, it looked yeah. bad. So <laughs> I don't, horrible, I don't yeah. know what it was like for those that watched the full 90 because. That 30 minute highlight, I was like, How oh, did we get away with it this? Was this was murder. We got touched. This was not, nah, it, was it, wasn't it, was, nah, it didn't it look bad. good. It didn't look good. 30 minutes I watched, yeah, it did. and it didn't look good. So I don't know how you man done. Yeah, 90. It was bad. It was... Nah, not for me. Not for me. Nah, this, listen, Fair. one thing I will say about this result and how, shock, how shocking it is, is that it reminds me of a result that we got. I think it was just after Boxing Day, funnily enough, against Brighton in Jose's first full season. I think Deli Ali got the winner. I know the one. I know the one. stunk in that game. Somehow we got away with it. We won, yeah. And so watching this one feels the exact same. I don't know how we we ran away with this one, but our, you take what you get. Yeah. You're right, you take what you get, but I mean, it does not inspire you with any sort of confidence in the games to come, man. Um, and it doesn't really put to bed your pessimism on, on Spurs when it goes, when it when it comes to approaching these games between now and the end of the season. Tops, I'm going to come to you, man, and I'll, I'll sort of ask you a different question before we actually get into the nuts and bolts of the game. Um, like, did you <laughs> did you see anything different? in the Spurs' performance on the weekend? Because, obviously, Antonio Conte's been sacked. Stellini's been put in the in the hot seat now. Um, Ryan Mason, as he's number two, uh, we're told that Conte had these guys doing 2K before each game and rare tear tear and blah, blah, blah. And he was such a negative influence. But, my guy, 
did you see any noticeable difference in performance or anything on the weekend? Um, in in honesty, not really. Uh, I I really think the performance was quite abject. The only real difference that I kind of saw was some of the positions, some of the areas that Sun and Kulisevsky were, were taking up when they were receiving when they were receiving the ball. They were taking up positions that were a little bit wider than maybe they would do usually. And obviously they were trying to find passes or trying to find areas to occupy spaces in the final third a bit more centrally, which I haven't really seen them do um, under Conte that much. And actually um, the first goal is actually from Sun taking up an area, which he hasn't really had to or hasn't had much much effort, uh, much chance to take up this season whereby he's able to sort of create a bit of space, a bit of distance for like a quick shot. Um, and obviously he was able to get the goal from it as well. But in truth, the, the game was poor because we did things that we've been doing for most of the season, but we just did it worse. Like lots of it, we just did it worse. Fair. Sorry, my, my my internet was just was just moving brazy there, but um, no, I just feel like I don't know. I get what you're saying, but I, I feel like nowadays when I watch Spurs, there's just it's just the same. It's the same, 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 same old crap. Three at the back, ten men behind the ball in our own half. The same low, inspiring or uninspiring substitutions. The same turgid um, approaches, the lack of intensity, the lack of, of of incision in our offensive play. Just everything just looks bad. And it's like, I'm not even one of those fans who 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 cries about good football. I, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a big advocate. Uh, I'm a big advocate for good football. I love I love the, the football we played on the potch, but I will settle for sustainable football. However, what I'm seeing now from Spurs, win, loss, draw, I'm not happy. And if I am happy, it's short-lived. You should be happy. Like, what is this? Like, what is this? Why should I be happy, brother? Because the team is full of your favourites. It's full no, of it's your not, guys. It's not full of my favourites. It is. It's full of your guys. No, 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 no. It's not saying your guys. I've got, I've got like three guys, brother. I've got like three guys. They're all stars. One of them's been sacked. <laughs> In fact, I've got four guys. One of them's been sacked. One is our top scorer. Ah, uh, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> one don't, don't do has that. more goals in the World Cup than he does in the league. Right. right? And the other is just the other. He's not even a Viking anymore. He is a pauper. Like, he's just... Oh, he's a disgrace right now. He's a disgrace. How, how do you go from a Viking to a pauper? So, yeah. How, how do you do that? A Viking to a pauper? He's a pauper, man. That's All no right. Viking. That's no Viking. If that guy if that guy was playing... The way he's playing right now, if he was on the front lines with Ragnar Lufbrook and them, man, he'd be <laughs> first in the chopping block. He'd be first in the chopping block. <laughs> hey, listen... Why did you call Because can, can we actually talk about the performances? Because, because that's him, man. Come on. Nah, Come stop on. It. 
stood at me. Why, why are you saying that's him? Like, like, <laughs> why are you saying that's him when we've been trying to tell you this for the whole season? Like, we I don't understand. We you, know, you. you know what it is? You know what it is, guys? You, genuinely, do you, do you want me to explain what it is with Hoybier, man? I, yeah, like, please. genuinely, genuinely, I just actually like the way this guy carries himself, man. I really do. When I watch his, in, <laughs> genuinely, when I watch his interviews, when I watch how he speaks about football, he actually has a good understanding of the game and he's very very emotionally aware when yeah. when when shit isn't going well he says the right things when shit is going well he keeps himself grounded i don't think he's the type who speaks out of turn like when 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 i see this guy speaking he speaks with sense and that's why i resonate with him a lot which is why it's crazy because i'm like how can you be so sensible when you speak but when you play it's a different matter altogether it doesn't make any sense it makes no hey, sense. Even look I, at the I performance against Brighton. You, go on. I don't know. I don't know if you've seen the comments. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm <saying> I'm a... <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, listen. Nah, man. Nah, come listen. On, man. Ridiculous. So you need to understand. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, I'm not Ridiculous. gonna. I'm not gonna say anything that you just said. There was a lie. Yeah, he does talk a, a good game. He actually does talk a good game. Bruv, a lot of Nigerians can finesse you out of your money, bruv. That doesn't mean that they're good at life. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Why did you have to mention Nigerian? Yeah. Why yeah. did you have to mention Nigerian? Yeah. I'm just letting you know. Huh? I'm just I'm just letting you know you can be finessed by a Nigerian. <laughs> like, I'm not saying anything that's bad. Now how many emails I get a day that I've got a freaking block <laughs> because man, man in Nigeria from Lagos wants me to donate money to his uncle so he can send 200 million my way. My friend, come on, girl, off here. You're just another Hoybjerk, as far as I'm concerned, yeah? Listen, that guy is none other than a steward. He's been a steward on the pitch all season. That's why people just walk on by him, yeah? His, his performances his performances have got progressively worse and worse as the season's gone. That's what is yeah. so, like, crazy. And because of our injury situation as well, we have no, be we have no one to basically... To basically re replace him in the team. So right now, we're, we're looking at a guy that's playing every single week because we actually have no one else to play there. That's Conte's fault. That's Conte's fault. Conte decided to tell Basuma after Basuma had been crashing it on Winks and Hoybjerg season in, season out, mm -hmm. that he wasn't good enough. What, what kind of man does that? That's another one of Toby's favourites, by the way. I know. Listen... Tobias, you got a lot of explaining yeah, to gone, do, you know. Gone, he... Listen, bro, I'll I'll take it as it comes, man. It's 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 whatever, bro. It's, it is what it is. You live by the sword, you die by the sword. Conte has let me down, but I think we need to talk about we obviously we can talk about the setup, right? The setup of the game and not just Hoybia, but what Hoybia represents in this team, right? Because mm -hmm. I feel like we're now at a stage in this season where there are just some players who cannot get dropped no matter what. No matter how they're playing, no matter if we have three midfielders, five midfielders, 10 midfielders, 20 midfielders, there are some man that keep playing. And it just doesn't make any sense to me. He is badly, like, he is... I know he got the assist for the goal, which I celebrated shamelessly, right? But if I'm being 100% objective, he is disgracefully out of form like when i watch this guy play now he's three steps behind he's three mm -hmm. steps behind in the press 
He's three steps behind the tackle. The passing is erratic. Like, it's just bad. And Oliver Skip, I don't even think Skip is pulling up any trees. I don't even think Skip is pulling up any trees. But Skip is, just by virtue of just being able to just do your job and be competent, brother, he's showing you up. And I don't think Skip is as good a footballer as Hobie. I don't. So for me, it's now got to the point cutting off their own um cutting off their own nose right with Hoybier it just doesn't make sense like drop him even if you don't even if you don't agree with the notion that he's not playing well he's actually played so much football drop him Papi, when it comes to when it comes to this team now good performances are not rewarded they're, they're not rewarded Papi no. Matisar put in a performance against Milan that's been better than anything I've seen from Hoybier in 2023 outside of that Man City game. And he's got no reward for it. It makes no sense. And then when you look at this, when you look at our setup as well, right? When you look at our setup as well, we're still persistent with the with the two the two midfield, even though we know one of the midfielders out of form, the other's a DM and isn't going to be the one that's going to progress play. We're still persisting with the same shape, the same tactics, the same philosophies that are hampering the team. Like, what are Stellini and, and Mason being paid for here? If if we just wanted to see the same thing from Conte, we may as well have kept Conte. Facts. Like, what Absolutely. was the point? Genuinely, guys, what was the point sacking Conte? Can someone explain to me, please? But then, in, but then in the same vein, you have to also ask the question, what did they think was going to happen by keeping Stellini, someone who's been with Conte for like 10 years. I, this is also makes, this is why I'm also a bit like confused. Did they suddenly think that we were going to, we were going to go to a 4-3-3 or 3-5-2 uh, playing uh, in, a, in a dynamic progressive way with the same players that have been playing all season? I, I just don't see how it was going to change. I, and, I, and I still feel like the decision to keep Stellini was a dumb one. Like I can't change it now and it's not going to change, but I just didn't see the point. I just, I just didn't see the point. Because, like, even on the weekend, like, uh, everything about this game was so negative. You know, we're talking about from a eye test point of view, we were second to everything. But then if you look at from a statistical point of view, we were second to everything. We had less possession, way lower XG. We created less big chances. We had the least amount of passes. Like, everything about the game should have pointed to us losing that match. And amazingly, or I don't know how you want to call it, fortunately, we we managed to get a win. It's, like, I just don't see how things, I just don't see how things change if we continue playing with this system, with this group of players. I, I just don't see how it's going to change between now and the end of the season, in my opinion, man. Well, it's not, it's not supposed to change. That's the thing. I, 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 I know people it don't want to hear it, but it's not actually there to change. It's there to sustain us to the end of the season. The, the, these are the facts that, as much as we may not like to hear it, it, these are the facts. Conte was sacked while we were currently, whether we deservedly or not, we were currently in fourth place. And mm-hmm. the, the football we had seen all season, all season, maybe take away the first game against Southampton, but apart from that, all season was dire. And I'm not talking about Eric Ivan. So, you take into consideration that the board decided we're going to sack this guy, not on the basis of the football being dire, 
they sacked him because his outburst was a direct insult to the board. When he mentioned 20 years, there are players that haven't even been at the club for like six. Probably only Kane is probably the longest serve. Kane and Hugo are the longest serving players. Maybe Eric Dyer as well in this current setup. Mm-hmm. Son will be the fourth. Yeah. So when he's when he sat there and said 20 years, you know, what's this club done for 20 years, blah, 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 whatever he said, the board had to get rid of it because you, you just can't go after your the people that employ you like that. You can't. But in getting rid of him, they ripped up a script that they were happy to go with to the end of the season. They were happy to look, Conte should have gone in January. If if you're being really serious and honest with yourself, he should have gone in January. Yeah. But they were they didn't pull the trigger in January. They brought in Poro. Um, they brought in Dan Juma. The guy benched Dan Juma. He's like, yeah, we, we don't need him. Yeah. And then we had like seven injuries the following month. Like the board were happy to sell this ship all the way to the end of the season. And that's probably when they were going to start their managerial search. Now things have been escalated further. Conte's gone. Stellini's in charge to basically steady the ship the exact same way it was before to the end of the season. And in that time period, the board will hopefully sign a new manager. And there's it's just all hopes around because that's all this board does is hope. It's nonsense. Nothing's going to change. We might make top four on the basis of pure luck or because God likes banter. What are the two? Boy, it's peak, man. It's peak. I mean, when we actually break down the game, analyze the game, right? Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, we'll touch on Son, who 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 opened the scoring with a fantastic goal to get his to get his hundredth Premier League goal. But when you actually look at the the ebb and flow of the game, um, Brighton if, for, between Son and Kane's goal, Brighton punched up Tottenham. They really, really punched up Tottenham. And I feel like we're fortunate that um, the ref and the guys in Stockley Park or whatever it is had an absolute howler when it came to VAR. Because, I mean, when I was actually watching it back as well, like when I look back on the rules for the handball, even the Matoma one, they said that the handball, is, it's it's only a handball if it's below the badge. The ball literally hit Matoma on the badge. So that mm-hmm. really should have stood. The second one is harsh, but understandable we've had a goal i remember when we lost to sheffield united a couple of years back we had a goal on on this disallowed under similar circumstances where the ball ricocheted off lucas moore's arm he had he knew nothing about it mm-hmm. it fell to harry kane harry kane scored they disallowed that so i don't really have any sympathy for brighton when it comes to that one the rules are the rules there it was a handball according to those rules which are unfair but those are the rules the third one however the the Hoybier one, God, steps on a man's foot and you see it, a replay, and you don't give a penalty. Mental, absolutely mental. I don't I don't know what was going on on Saturday. Like, <laughs> I don't know what was going on on that Saturday. That was a crazy, crazy. That hobby again tonight, bruv. 
<laughs> no, no, it was. As Tobes is, was saying, the decisions um, that went against us, uh, well, actually, against Brighton, were almost. It was abhorrent. Like to be honest with you, I don't know. This is this is for another. This is for another discussion, but I've just been disgusted at the level of refereeing this season. And I'm talking about in-game refereeing and I'm talking about uh, VAR refereeing. It's just been such a poor level and there's been such a wide range of decisions that have been made that you're like, sometimes you just have to kind of pray on the day if it goes against you or if it goes for you. Like, I look back to the game against Southampton away where... Saar gave that penny away in the last minute. And then the following week, I can't remember who it was. I saw something that was almost similar and the penalty wasn't given. I look today, I look at the game on the weekend against Brighton and I see, you know, the handball, maybe not given, but on another day, that may that that may have counted. And then obviously with the Hoiberg tackle on or the stamp on um, Mitoma's foot, like when I saw that, I, in my head, I was like, there's no reason why that shouldn't be uh, a penalty. But again, for some reason, the disparity in in the league, um, and they spoke about it quite well on the main pod, just the lack of accountability like that we're getting from the referees at such a high level who are getting paid loads and are operating in a multi-million pound sort of uh, business to be making like mistakes like this is just, it's just crazy. And obviously on Saturday, it was to our advantage. But on other days, it will be to our detriment. Do you know what I mean? I, I fully agree. So um, I'm going to bring up something after I make this point because I don't know what the hell I just saw there. Yeah. Um, fact, let me just say it now. I told when when your team disappeared, why was there a picture of Casemiro? But you know what? You answered that. Listen, listen. Do you know why? Because this is this is what my personal. You this did, is love my personal team yard. It's you're doing an absolute team. madness right now. Yeah, Roma kid. No, nah, bro. <laughs> you're doing this a isn't madness my personal team right now. Yeah, this is the touchline stream yard. Don't do focus, that. So I don't. I, focus I don't yourself. Which yeah. Andy is here. Focus don't yourself. Do on on the on the point of refereeing, one thing that has annoyed me the most about VAR, and fan, and, and sorry, I'll, I'm gonna. I'm going to send an insult to some fans, yeah, because I, I don't like the way some fans talk. Fans would be like, get rid of VAR. And I keep telling people, VAR is not the issue. The technology is not the issue, yeah? The ability to see the replay and see where the issue or where the problem may be is not the issue. It's the people that are using the technology that are the issue. They're either biased, corrupt, or cannot take accountability for pure and obvious mistakes. What happened to Brighton? Complete and utter shame. Yes, it went in our favour. But people will be like, oh, Spurs, you got lucky. So what happened a couple of seasons ago when Eric Dyer was looking nowhere near the ball? Ball hits the back of his hand while he's facing the other way and he gave a penalty. Doesn't make sense. It None of it makes sense. And then you got to ask yourself, who was it? Who's um, the, the VAR referee on that day? Whoever it was. Does he have an agenda against Spurs? These are the questions you have to start asking now. Because Arsenal would be like, oh, what do you call it? Oh, perfect example. Freaking Jesus. Tackle. Slight touch on the knee. Goes down. Penalty. Spurs against Southampton. 
not enough to to give a penalty penalty given like what what like like the the room for what is and what isn't a foul or an impeachment on on a player is a mess is a complete mess even the handball rule yeah they're saying if it's below the badge it's a handball if it hits the badge or around the sleeve area it's not a handball ladies and gentlemen that is stupid yeah because anything below this region here is your arm this part is your shoulder yeah these are facts <laughs> of life you cannot tell me something hits your sleeve and it's not a handball or an whatever the terminal it hits your arm you can't anything that hits your arm is deemed a handball so how the hell can you turn around and be like, it hey, is bad. It's not a handball due to the rules that have been... Your rules are stupid. And this is why I keep telling people the FA are completely and utterly nonsensical as an organisation. Not just them, FIFA as well. They make up rules every single bloody day. It doesn't make sense. Mitrovic touches a referee, eight-game ban. John Terry calls freaking um, Ledley King a black piece of rubbish, Yeah. He gets a slap on the wrist, little eight-game ban. How is racial abuse and physically touching a referee the same amount of punishment? It doesn't make sense. And then they go tell you, ah, oh, we made a mistake with all the calls on the weekend. Just issue an apology. What 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 does that do for Brighton? If Brighton miss out on European football, who are they gonna look at? Ah, oh, Spurs cheated us. We didn't cheat you, the ref cheated you. And what's crazy is that that's the third apology that they've uh, issued to Brighton this, this season as well. Imagine, but yeah. if, if you if you say that, <coughs> Arsenal fans will be the first to tell you they're the most cheated club in, in the whole of Britain. Yeah. They'll be the first yeah. to tell you. They'll be they'll tell you straight up all those all those apologies that have been given to Brighton means nothing. Because they've been cheated the most. <sighs> I just think just 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 back on the game guys just it's like Spurs have basically needed VAR intervention to, or better yet, VAR negligence mm -hmm. to get three points. Um, and as nasty as it is, as nasty as it is, I have to look at um, the other side of the coin. I have to look at the other side of the coin. And that is that since Spurs lost that game to Arsenal, um, since Spurs lost that game to Arsenal at home in January, I think we've won every game since. Um, and in that sequence, we've beaten the likes of Man City, Chelsea, West Ham, mm -hmm. um, obviously now Brighton yeah. as well. Um, so, yeah, uh, I think in the process, I think what? So we've played Nottingham since then. We've played Nottingham Forest, Man City, Chelsea, West Ham um, and Brighton. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's yeah. we've yeah one five only conceded two goals. So. It's clear to see that um, our home form is what we're sort of yeah. No, our, our home form is just at the moment what we seem to be uh, banking on at the moment. Um, away from home, um, we we still can't seem to get it together. I don't uh, even know yeah. what our away form is like. I know we drew. No, oh, our last two games we drew away. Oh, so our, our waveform, our waveform isn't good. I don't think we've won away from home since. Uh, I'm trying to remember who. What was our last away win? Because we we lost to Wolves. 
um, we drew to Southampton and we drew to Everton. I can't remember the away game we had before before Wolves. I cannot remember. God, I want to say City. I want to say City, but I might be wrong. I might be off. I don't think it was City. No, it wasn't. It, was, it was. It wasn't City. I'll find it. Our, 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 our away form. Our away form is stinky. Yeah, basically, that our away form in 2023 has not been good. It's not been good at all. It was. So. It was Fulham. Fulham away uh, at the end of Jan. Yep. There you go. There you what go. Did we Fulham do away. One nil. Kane. Oh, yeah, disgusting. But oh, then yeah. remember the one after that. We lost four. Let's not forget we lost four one to Leicester. To Leicester. Leicester fighting relegation. We lost four <laughs> one to Leicester. Yeah. Jesus. But that, that was your anyway. that was your guy Conte that managed that game, by the way. Yeah, yeah and he should have been gone. He should have been gone weeks ago. He should have been gone weeks before that. <sighs> weeks before that. But listen, guys, let's actually move on from from the negative of this game and let's actually talk about one guy. You all right. One guy who's been much maligned this season. One guy who has who has actually not been good. In fact, he's been downright appalling this year. But again, we have to give credit where it's due. And we have to give credit to, in my opinion, what has been one of the best players I've seen put on a Spurs shirt. We have to give credit to Sun Young-Min. Yeah? And give him no credit to, to- doesn't no, even you, you have to give credit. Son is the first Asian to hit 100 Premier League goals in the Premier That's League. That's nice for him. Sell him. Yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. We're not allowing slander today, right? We're not allowing slander today. Sell him. Yes, yes it's taken... You can, you can have that opinion of Son if you want to sell him, but I want you guys to give this guy some love and some praise for hitting 100 Premier League no. goals. I'm not gi- no, I'm not giving him jack doo-doo. Yeah, it's no easy feats. There are very few Spurs players that have hit a hundred Premier League goals, and he is in that category. That's He's nice. In that category, and he is not an out and out striker, right? One, we have I mean, to give this guy his flowers. Son, I'm not giving him diddly squats. Yeah, Listen, des- and I'll, tell you, I'll tell you why I'm not giving him diddly squat. Yeah, not because ah, you know, you know. Yeah, he's reached 100. Is that a great target? Oh, that's an amazing target. Is he the first Asian to do? Oh, yeah, he is. All right, clap, clap. I'm not giving him props for what I've seen this season. It stank. You don't yeah. have to give him props this I'm season. Not We're talking about the I don't care that he reached the accolade. I don't care that he reached the accolade. I don't care for the accolade that he has reached because he has bored the hell out of my eyes. Yeah. I've gone into the stadium and cried, yeah, because of the nonsense this guy has done all season. Now I'm not giving him no props. As it, what do you want me to do? Uh, say well done for reaching hundred. All right, well done for reaching hundred. Props, you can you can absolutely <coughs> out of my club. Go cry somewhere else because I don't want to see you crying at my club next season. I really don't. Have some respect, man. Have some respect, yeah. Have some respect. Have this, some guy respect. Has, this guy have has rightly got. This guy has the same amount of respect as his dad does for him. This guy has rightly been criticised all season for his appalling performances. But this is the this is one of the few moments where we can actually celebrate him this season. So let's celebrate him. Can I ask a question? Actually, I'm going to ask a question. He reached 100 goals. Mm -hmm. Just humour me here. Was his performance good, despite the fact that he scored a goal? 
he was it wasn't good, but it wasn't it wasn't oh. he wasn't one of the worst players. He he wasn't his usual stinky self this season. I would say where that. did where, where did we get him from? Leverkusen. Let's sell him back there. Leverkusen, yeah. Yeah, let, uh, let, him, let him see out his career there. Just to let you know, just to let you know, despite your tarad, right? Just to just to give you a view of some numbers in the Premier League. 260 appearances, Premier League appearances, 100 goals, 50 assists. Mm-hmm. That's, 100, that's 150 goal involvements in 260 games. That is very, very impressive. Do you, know, do you know what that is? Do you know what that is? You you just given me a stat line. And then you know what you know what United fans that like Bruno will do? They'll do the exact same thing. And I'll tell them. Nah, don't ass. compare, please. Yeah? Don't compare Bruno's this ass. guy to Bruno, please. Oh, do, do you think Bruno's ass? No, 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 no. Don't compare him to Bruno, please. I'm just asking you, do you think Bruno is ass? <laughs> this is what I'm asking. I don't think he's ass, but I don't think he's he's top. Oh, whoa, whoa. Yeah, you ain't gonna throw at the end of that? Okay, pause, pause, be careful now. <laughs> but the point I'm making is this, right? Son, Son has faced criticism all season, and rightly so. Rightly so. I'm just I just want us to give him some flowers now for this achievement. It is not an easy achievement. How many players have played in the Premier League and have hit hundred Premier League goals? He is in esteemed company. It's yes. true. Right? It's so, true. So what should we do? Give him a medal before we sell him? No, 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 no. No, we need to no, give him something, no. no, like, boy. Celebrate I, him. I, Celebrate I, him while he's still here. I'm I'm so I'm what so mi- I'm so mixed on him. Purely because I just think that, like, for the player he is and the ability he has, he should actually have done a lot more than what he has done. But at this point, I'm, you know, I am going to give him the credit where it's due. I mean, how many players are going to be able to get 100 um, league goals? How many players have even got 50 league assists? Um, I think, you know, from the from the bat, when we signed him in 2015... I always thought this is someone who's extremely talented and actually to be able to to, to reach this feat is very, very impressive. And, and I'm not going to lie, like, um, he has been a a stalwart for us in the last sort of like six, seven seasons. Um, not his first and, and his current season. And, and to be honest with you, you know, if I'm looking at his whole time at Spurs, this has probably been his worst season if we're looking at yeah. it from a performance-wise and also statistically. So I think, to be honest with you, whilst in many respects, oh, it might people might say it's quite harsh for us to speak about him in this way, but actually, this is when we kind of need him to be almost pivotal for us. We know what his relationship is with Kane and the way they provide and score for each other. We know where we are as a club in terms of what we want to do. And especially after last season, his stocks were at an all-time high you know, with getting golden boot and essentially shooting us to top four. But this season, like that fall off has been, it's been near on astronomic. Like I, I don't even understand how he's performed at, the, at this level. Um, and to be honest with you, whilst we, you know, whilst we know who, what kind of a player he is in terms of his ability to go in and out of form, you have to give him his juice. You know, you have to give him his juice. I think I read a stat as well that like in terms of uh, goal scoring, as well for Spurs, he's only one behind Jermaine Defoe, which I think is incredible, considering how highly Spurs fans rate uh, Jermaine Defoe. Um, do you? Yeah, do you, I, 
yeah, yeah. Jermaine yeah, I do. He's I for do. me. I, Jermaine so for me, one of my favorite. For me, he's, he's one of my favorite ever. He's one of my favorite ever Spurs players. I'm I'm talking top three Spurs players ever. Not so, one of my favorites. Um, so for it's one of them ones where it's not we listen. We know Defoe had his goal scoring issues where he would go like months without scoring. We know that, but when when I when we talk about like a player who you like resonate with that you really like, I really like Jermaine Defoe, and I think I think his type of striker, his ability to just get the ball, pick it up, 25, 30 yards, smack it top bins. Like he was, he was one of our. Favorite. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Is one of your favorite players? Was it one of mine? <laughs> <laughs> no, he was. He was. And, like, the, like, the amazing thing about Son as well is that, like, he had... Um, Lots of amazing kind of landmarks for us as well, you know. Like, um, scored the first goal at this new stadium. He scored the first uh, well, Champions League winner against City. Uh, the first Champions League tie we had there. You know, he scored lots of goals, important goals for us in the Champions League, which I think has been hugely important. Um, and obviously, like I said, his relationship with Kane has been a massive one where those two are now the most combined partnership in the in the league so so you have to give him this is, you have to give yeah, him some you have to give him some I, credit like you have I know to give I'm him gonna, some credit. I know I'm always going to be the harshest I know I'm always going to be the harshest one in the group maybe because of what I want in terms of for Spurs and yes you can give credit where credit is due that part I can agree with but unfortunately all of that or some of it has to convert to something now that doesn't mean I blame uh, I blame Son solely. There's other players in the team that have also you know not come up trumps when the time has been. Son's real biggest season in terms of like I am you know a guy you can rely on was last season. You know when we really looked horrible and you know he just turned it on after January because up until January he was he stunk. He was having a mm-hmm. stink, yeah, and then he turned it up after January got the golden boot. All right, cool. Well done. And all of us thought the same thing. Take that form into next season and we could be onto something. I mean, to be honest with you, that's what we thought the whole team would do. Uh, take whatever form we had from last season into this season. And to be honest with you, and, and with, they lied. with uh, the the PR that everyone had from our, our, our uh, tour to South Korea, from the Spurs players doing the, doing the, the shuttles, you know, in that, in that he X, Y, Z, we all thought that we would, you know, we would improve as a team. And as a team, we've actually regressed, not just Son himself. Son has been like poor, but as a team, we've regressed as well. Like, so I think, I think in many respects, it's a, 
It's a little bit harsh. A little bit harsh. And the one thing that annoys me about him, the only thing that annoys me about him is that this is someone who's 30 years old now. So he spent the crux of his career, the last six, seven years at Spurs, and he's almost seen his peak come and go. Well, I wouldn't say go, but he's almost seen his career go up and it could be almost like beyond the sort of the arc. So it could be on its way down. And you kind of just feel sad that the only thing he's really won is like a Puskas award and um, some international trophies for his country. But at Spurs, you know, he hasn't been able to convert any of his performances and the amount of goals that he scored into something that he can really take away from Spurs. And I kind of just hope that, you know, with the contract extension that he had and then the movement of a new manager in the next year or whatever it is, that he can maybe try and turn that turn that I, to, I our, think, to our favour. I think, and this is going to sound harsh again, but I think moving forward, he has to come, he has to be prepared to be a squad player. If he stays. Mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I can get I can, I can that. I can agree with I think, that. Yeah, I, I, agree think, with I think that, he, yeah. I think he would know that as well, man. He's thirty-one. He's going to be thirty-one this year. Mm-hmm. Um, showing showing some signs of slowing down. Um, I'm like you. I'm actually open to selling Sun. I'm open to selling Sun. But if he uh, for the right price, I don't just want to sell him for chump change. But if we do keep him, we need to keep him with a view where we can't be so reliant on Sun like we were in the past because clearly. He's proven that he's he's showing signs that he can no longer offer us what he used to offer us, and there's mm-hmm. only a there's only a specific way we can utilize him in this team, and that's firmly as high up the pitch as possible, right? Um, I think with with Son, the, just to end on this as well, the the one thing for me, which I always like, and I said it last season, and I'll always keep this keep this um, as a key indicator of why I actually have like so much respect for this for son is he's loyal he's loyal i said this last year he's loyal whether we want to get rid of him now etc etc he's been poor yes he gives us his poor performances poor season etc etc he is loyal in situations gone by where other where other players of his stature would have left the club he signed a new deal and not only did he sign a new deal It was his it was his goals alongside with Kane's partnerships that fired us back into the top four last year after signing a new deal. And I actually felt listen, there were parts last year where definitely he, he did stink, but I actually felt last year was probably I would say the most one of the most even years he's had in terms of the goal spread. Because absolutely even at the end, even by the end of December, he was basically he was close to one in two in the league. And it yeah. was only on the second part of the year where he went berserk and it went to like two and three, right? But he, he still maintained um, a relatively consistent goal scoring um, form in absence of some good performances. So for me, 100 club, I respect it, man. And for me, he's going down bona fide. One of the best, one of the best players to put on the Spurs shirt for me. Facts, facts. Quick question. He's, uh, you, he's, he's in your quick, top fives, yeah? Quick quick question. Uh, favourite favorite song goal? None. What's that? Favourite song goal? Favourite song goal? Oh, there's so many. Um, the one he scored against Chelsea at Wembley. Amazing goal. Yeah. Put them in a blender. Um, the one he scored against Man City in the Champions League. The second goal. Amazing. Yeah. The volley against Swansea. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Um, 
I actually Bruh, think my, my favourite one is probably his one against Arsenal during COVID. That's the one. Superb. That's the one. Because that, that is the most ridiculous shot I've ever seen a Spurs player take. There was no reason Superb. for him to shoot from the freaking sideline where the freaking <laughs> players were, were warming up. There was no reason for him to take that shot. None. Yeah. Even yeah. even scored I missed that goal live. So my, my cousin messaged me saying, I know you're about to switch on this game. You need to see this goal. And but I was on the, the app, so I was like, nah, I'm gonna go on Twitter. When I saw this go on Twitter, I said, flipping heck. Why did he do that? And That's even um, even the one he scored against um the one Burnley. he scored against uh not Burnley, but that one was that one was good as well. That's I what won in the award, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that was the one I wanted to Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he went, when he ran past the whole team. But the one he scored, uh, I literally just had it in my head now. He scored one against um was it not not Liverpool? Not it wasn't Liverpool he scored against. I'm trying to remember who, who it was that he scored this goal against. But bro, like his cat West Ham, Wembley. Oh yes. And I think I might have I think I might have seen an interview Bruv. where he said that was his favorite goal ever, you know. The one the one where we were losing one nil and, and he scored the equalizer. Yeah. And he slaps it. He slaps yeah. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bro, like he's we were son, son has scored his 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 goal catalogue is a joke thing. And like I know we haven't won the trophies, I get that. And I think he ultimately it's a team sport, but he as as probably the second best player in the team, he has to shoulder a fair share of burden for us not getting over the line in these games when you look at his performance in the finals. But when you actually look at some of the clutch goals that this guy has scored for us in the league, in the Champions League, in cups, etc. etc. Man, like he, yeah, man. Listen, I'm actually, man, I'm actually gonna defend Son on this, yeah. I'm actually going to defend Son on this. In terms of his performance in finals, yeah, I can give him a blight because of what he does in quarterfinals and semi-finals. Yeah, and that's the difference. You know when people are like, oh, but why can't you give Kane a black? Because Kane doesn't give you what Son gave us in quarterfinals and semifinals. He doesn't. He does. He just doesn't. Remember, Kane was injured in that same game against City when he tried to foul Fabian Delph because Fabian Delph said something about Kane's voice impediment. Yeah, so a man tried to foul him and injured himself. Unnecessary. Son <laughs> said, "Fine, don't worry." I step up like I've always done for Kane. I'll take us through. You know, he's a good you, but it's time for him to hit the bench. Yeah, man. But yeah, listen, big up to him anyway, man. Big up to him. But let's 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 move ahead to this weekend. Obviously, um, we know that right another thing that happened in the Brighton game was Stellini getting into beef with, with the Zerbi. Um and that means that both managers got sent off, and that means that uh, Stellini will not be in the dugout this weekend. So, fellas, hello, darkness. We are officially back with Ryan <laughs> Mason. Just when you thought, just when you thought, uh, it couldn't get worse. But mind you, Stellini is horrible, man. He's flipping horrible. So, boy, guys. Can, can, can I ask a question on, on the whole Stellini deserve thing? Yeah. How, how are you meant to be a man if another man can come to your home and point his finger at your chest? You must be mad. Yeah. Because I've seen the clips. 
Stellini just standing there, deserve be giving it all of this. I said impossible. In 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 Tottenham, you're supposed to be interim manager, and you're letting man just point fingers at your nah. So that that alone for me was like, get Stellini out immediately, please. And even when all the ruckus was going off, man just stood there. And, and then he told the interviewer that uh, he didn't want to be involved in, you know, all the ruckus. What, what kind of wussy kind of attitude is this? Big man, go over there and headbutt somebody, bro. Yeah, that's that's right. what I rated Conte about when he had that little moment with Tuchel. Yeah, because he was like, oh, yeah, you want to go? You want to go? I was like, yeah, that's what I want. I want fire, bro. I don't want this not, this guy just standing there and then acting shocked when he got sent off. I'm glad he got sent off. That's for having Ryan Mason. Mason Bamba? <laughs> you want to roll with the big boys? Yeah? Listen. You want to chew with the big boys? Nah. But Mason, you know what? Yeah. Mason in charge is going to be hell. Oh, my days. Uh, now, nah. you know you know, you know, what's gonna, you know what's going to annoy me as well, yeah, with Mason in charge, right? We've got a fixture that on paper we should really be winning comfortably. Yeah. Com- mm-hmm. Comfortably. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what's going to happen, right? Th- th- those are the games that he used to build up credit. Yeah, I know, I know. We'll, th- we'll discuss it after. We'll discuss it after. I know, I know. I know, I know, I know, I know. We'll discuss it after, but... Uh, oh yo, the, Mason... And listen, I, I don't want to take anything away from him because I guess after we sacked Jose, he sort of freed the shackles to a certain extent where at least the team were trying to score again. But I, mm-hmm. I almost feel... I almost hate that notion that Ryan Mason automatically gets first playing good football because I feel like the teams you play and in the moments they're in should play a factor. Like what I mean by that is when Ryan Mason came into the team, when the season was done with Jose, we were playing teams like Burnley who were dead and buried, um, Wolves dead and buried, Southampton, and we even made hard work of that one. Fair. We made hard work. Let's see, so, even. Let's exactly. So, like now, we we play um, we play Bournemouth. Bournemouth at home, and I can just see what's going to happen. Right, Mason's not Spurs in charge, by the way. Win. Oh, he's not. Yeah, Papa just said in the comments that the the red cards got overturned. Oh, oh really? Sweet. sweet. Yeah. Back to, uh, why am I saying sweet? As if Fellini's yeah, well, back Stellini to this crap, bro. <laughs> Fellini is shit. I don't even know why I'm saying sweet. Fellini oh, is crap. Finished. Before anyone, anyone who's anyone who's listening to this, Fellini is awful, right? Fellini is terrible. But the point with Mason is, that I feel like with our fan base, we get this type of game is the type of game where you could see Spurs win maybe 2-0, 3-1, 4-1, and all of a sudden, oh my God, it's changing. Give this person this, this, that, and the third. Oh my God, we need to do this, we need to do that. Just we just manage expectations. That's what, one thing I'd have to say to Spurs fans. Manage expectations. Yeah. What do you guys expect this weekend? A loss. Uh, a win. Nothing but a win. I mean, to be honest with you, there's going to be a lot of interesting games in terms of the top four race this weekend. Uh, Aston Villa, who are in good form, they're playing Newcastle. Uh, we need to make sure we just grab a win. Grab a win and start thinking about the next game. I don't really want to hear anything else. I just want us to grab the win, forget about the, forget about the week, honestly. Hey, you know what, Tops? I'm not going to lie. I, I rate both of what you're saying. I think we're going to lose 3-1. Hear what I'm saying. I've predicted a defeat for Spurs every single week 
since January, and that's not changing to the end of the season. People will be like, oh, you support this team. Why would you want your team to lose? Listen, until these men make me enjoy what I've seen again, they can lose every game as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, because this is disgusting. Like I don't, I don't trust us against anyone. Against anyone. Against any I don't trust us against 10 men leads. Yeah. And leads will give you loads of possession to score goals. So no, I don't trust us whatsoever. I think we're gonna lose this game pretty well. I, I mean it will bode really no, badly. Win, it it will it will bode really badly for us if we lose because we need to grab as many right. points as we can get because for the month of right. April we now have after Bournemouth, we'll have Newcastle the following Sunday. Then we'll have Man United at home the following Thursday. And then the following Sunday, we're going to Anfield. We have Liverpool. So... Yeah. Oh, we're going to Anfield where we haven't won in like 29 years. Oh, oh no, yeah, actually, that's no. Sorry, that's a lie. Yeah, that's we, did win, we did win in Harry's last season, if I'm correct. Van der Vaart scored the yeah, winner. 2-0. 2-0. Yeah, 2-0. Yeah, did, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, that was wrong. But we've won once in 29 years. That much is correct. I mean, I'm more worried about Newcastle, if I'm going to be real. We're getting pumped everywhere, bruv. I need yeah, us to... We're losing, like, we're I mean, if, if, like, in my opinion, and I really, and I, and I still, I'm thinking about the way the league is going to go. If Tottenham can get six points against Newcastle and Man United, I'm telling you, we make top four. Wait, whoa, the thing whoa, is, whoa, we're whoa. Not, we're not, but we're not wait, going to get six points listen, against Listen Newcastle to what you top. just said. Six points? Yeah. So one of them's at home and one of them's at away to a team that when we were flying, mm-hmm. we went there, went, lost a man and lost 5-1. We got punched up. The thing is, the, the, the thing is with, with, with the United one, I can actually see us beating United. As yes. bad as we are, I genuinely can see us beating Man United. I, I feel like they've been travelling poorly. Poorly, and our home form is good. Our home form's been good. Yep, they've been travelling poorly in 2023, and I think injuries are piling up. Rashford injured. I'm hearing that Martinez might be injured as well. Uh Injuries are piling up, and you can see that the effects of a a season where they've played so many matches, it's catching up to Man United. So Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I can see us winning that game, but whether we will have the ability to accumulate enough points over United between now and the end of the season, that one I can't see. I can't see it because I just don't rate Spurs when it comes to some of these fixtures we have to play. We still have to play Aston Villa away from home. We still have to play Aston Villa away from home. And you saw what they did to us in the first half last year. I know they beat us 4-0, but you saw what they did to us in the first half last year. You saw what Emery did to us um, at our ground this year as well. So listen, man, we just got to take it one game at a time. And I think this weekend, Bournemouth... We have to win. It's that simple. You have to win. You have to beat teams like Bournemouth at home. So, guys, I'm going to end it on this. What is your score prediction? 2-0. Uh, 3-1 loss. I'm going to go for 3-1 to, to, to Spurs. So, two wins for me, tops. One loss for, for Yao. Brothers, um, it's been a pleasure. Unfortunately, um, we still have a couple more weeks to speak about this team, but at least we get to have some laughs while we're doing it, man. Guys, thank you for hopping on. People who are, for those who are still watching, listening, make sure, again, you're subscribed to all the socials. New Spurs Order on Twitter and Instagram, Touchline Fracas on Twitter and Instagram as well. Uh, Look out for um, 
look out for the uh, for the content coming out over the weeks to come as well. But until then, take care, peace out, and up the Spurs. On debut, Tunge Ondombele has scored the equaliser for Spurs. Lucas Moura clips it. Oh, great goal! Stephen Bergwijn has arrived in North London! That is absolutely incredible on debut! Oh, yay! Sports Social Podcast Network.